Welcome to the Catch the Fire London podcast. We hope that you encounter God as you listen to this message. Chloe, would you like to come up? Do you want to stretch your hands just towards Chloe as she comes up and just, just pray for her right now just as she, as she gets settled? I'll get nothing for you. Well, I'm going to ask you all to stand again. Come on, let's jump up onto our feet. I am so excited to be home. My goodness, what a horrendous six weeks. <laughs> Not going to lie, you're going to hear a lot about um, what's been happening. But first of all, I just wanted us to, we, we've kind of doing things a bit differently on a um, Sunday morning, um, depending on who's preaching. So we had a bit less worship to start with, but there's a reason I, I've, I've felt even before everything kicked off in November that whole term something something's brewing and it's not it's not about the fluff of revival it's not about anything of of mustering anything up other than our broken hearts humbling ourselves and surrendering before King Jesus Christ of Nazareth and he was speaking to me a couple of weeks ago. And during, during this six weeks of caring for Aunt Judith so she didn't have to go in a hospice, the Lord said to me, would you surrender everything as long as it takes to reveal love? And I'm like, it's really inconvenient because I love Christmas. <laughs> I love all of that. And he said again, would you surrender everything so she can have her last wish? And I'm like, God, it's a huge ask. We have a church, we have family, we have things planned. Will you surrender everything? Would you humble yourself? If you say you give yourself to love, would you actually prove that you are that love manifesting in person? And God has taught me such a huge lesson. Surrender isn't just laying down little tiny things. It's literally saying, have everything of me. Don't keep any little bit aside. But what about church? What about ties? What about numbers? What about pinner? What about team? Surrender. But what about worries? What about finance? What about, what about? And God literally said to me on the 4th of December, what about it? It can't matter in the long-term scheme of things if one person goes to heaven being closer to Jesus and recognises the eyes of fire when she gets there because of surrender. That's all that matters. And I look back to when I was like 18, 19 and all I wanted was, was just Jesus. And then things get mucky when you go into work, when you have family, when you get married. Things get kind of like busy. And God reminded me of a moment I was in Chorleywood. I was 17 years old and I was lying on a youth group floor and Matt Redman was leading worship. When the music fades, all is stripped away. And I sat, I went back into that memory, sat by the bed of Aunt Judith as she was taking her last breath. And I read Revelation 19 over her, the eyes of fire. You're gonna meet the rider on the white horse. This is what he looks like, Aunt Judith. This is who he is. This is the one that you're gonna meet. This is the one. And so even now, I am just begging each of us. I'm imploring each of us to just, just go back into that place. Just close your eyes right now. The eyes of fire, the sacrifice, the surrender, the one who it's all about. It doesn't matter. Whatever is happening right now in your life, this is the only important thing. Give me Jesus, God. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. I want Jesus. You are 
you be so kind right now and thicken your presence? Would you thicken your presence this morning? Would you thicken your presence? Thicken your presence. Come, Lord Jesus, come. May you be our one thing, God. May you be our one thing. And as I was preparing for today, I woke in the night and I heard the Lord say, I am going to restore the years and the things that the locusts have eaten in 2022. Can someone say hallelujah? And as we focus and surrender on Him, and I saw it, it was like as the Lord Himself was speaking from His throne, I saw flames, tiny flames, just literally beating locusts out the air around people. And it's like where the the devourer comes. It's like where He seeks to kill, steal and destroy. The Lord Himself says, I have come to bring life, not death. And for those of you in this room this morning that have surrendered, have said, I'm desperate for more. When you look back on 2021 and see robbery, when you see stealing, when you see destruction, the Lord says this year, I am going to restore what the locusts have eaten. And just raise your hand right now if that's you. If you've seen things that have been destroyed or stolen, just raise your hand right up in the air. I don't even know whether I'm allowed to do this, but quickly just come to the front. Just come to the front. If you can have a mask on, just come to the front if that's you. Because the Lord said to me in the night, when we humble ourselves and pray, church, prayer is the secret weapon along with Scripture. There is no other way. Striving won't get you into the kingdom of heaven. Striving won't see breakthrough. Striving won't see anything. But prayer and literally the Word of God will come like an incredible sword and will literally swipe out the spirit of death. And I saw the locusts have been trying to eat things and steal. But the Lord says this morning, I have come to bring life. And if you make Him your one thing, then life will come. That is who He says He is. And so just put out your hands to Him right now. It's like the altar. This is between you and God this morning. This is not about anyone laying hands on you. This is about you and the Holy Spirit. And I I ask right now, would you humble yourselves and pray? That's what Scripture says. Humble yourselves and pray. And I declare over Catch a Fire London this morning and all those online that the secret, the secret only is prayer. And it's actually not a secret. It's the thing that Jesus taught us to do. And our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from death. Deliver us from robbery. For thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and forever and forever. Come on, just start to pray. Those of you that have come forward this morning, as you you choose to surrender, just start to pray. Just start to pray. Just start to pray. You are my one thing. You are my one thing, God. You are my one thing.
just shut the door on robbery. This is for you. Take your authority back, church. Come on, speak it out. Take your authority back. I can't take it back for you. You need to stand in all things. 1 Corinthians 16 says, stand in the day, be strong, be brave, be courageous. So take your place. Take your place right now and stand. Take back what the enemy's stolen. Take back what the enemy has robbed. And we take authority over every single locust. Every single locust. We say we serve you notice right now. No pest, no pest or pestilence will come near my camp. We declare Psalm 91 over every child of God. That the angels will lift you up in their hands and you will not strike your foot on a stone. And we declare this is a day of liberation. This is a day of freedom. Come on, guys, start speaking it out. Start declaring it. Start declaring it from the rooftops. You, you are my one thing. You, send the fire, God. The fire to the locusts. The fire to the locusts. Burn them up, God. Burn them up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Burn them up. Burn them up and replace their zeal where the locusts have taken over God. Replace it with the fire of zeal. Let the zeal of love come in our hearts for Jesus Himself. And we take authority over every spirit, every generational curse of death. We cancel every assignment. Death of vision, death of dreams, death of finances, death of relationships, death of family, death of friendships. We break it off of you in Jesus' name. We tell it to go. It goes where Jesus designed it for eternity. Lift it off. Come on, lift it off of you. Lift it off. Break it off. Break it off. In Jesus' name. We break it off. In Jesus' name. We break it off. In Jesus' name. We break it off. Shut up, Mama. Break it off. Jesus' name. We break it off. In 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 and I, I saw a cancellation in the womb of generational curses. I felt like in a moment, one or two of you in this room are going to be taken back to the moment you were conceived. And the moment death entered the womb, the Lord says, here is life. And we break the power of every generational curse. I say it again, because someone hasn't received it. Someone needs to receive it. We break and cancel every assignment of death in the womb. And we call forth life. Come on, can we just clap right now? Come on, each of you, if you can't use your voice, just clap. We cancel it. We cancel it. It's like the trees of the field will clap their hands. No more mourning. No more death. The joy of the Lord. 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 Let it come. 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 We speak life right now. We speak life. We speak life. And some of you, some of you have been fluctuating in 2021. I saw a roller coaster of emotion. Like one minute you felt close to Him, the next minute you felt like you were in a pit. And I heard the Lord say, I am closing the pit and you're out of the pit. I saw you being lifted up out of the pit. And if that's you, just raise your hand. If you felt like you've been on a roller coaster, one minute you were close, the next minute you were like, in fact, James, tossed to and fro in the waves. Like one mindset, you were Jesus, and the next mindset was, does He even exist? We cancel that in Jesus' Name. We cancel the questions of, does Jesus even exist? We cancel and rebuke the assignments against the mind. We cancel depression and we call forth the life that Jesus has within you. We call it forth. Come on, each of you, put your hand on your own belly and call it forth. Come on, stir up the gift within you by the laying on of hands, 2 Timothy 1. Stir it up within you, the Holy Spirit. Call, call yourself forth. This is the day of your deliverance. This is the day of your deliverance. Call it forth. 
on your mouth again. It's like Christmas was a time of recuperation, but the Lord says, don't forget the trumpet. He's put it on your mouth for such a time as this. You and Matt together dwelling together and seeing the beauty of the risen Lord around you and upon you. And Father, I ask for Salamat in this season that they would experience the closeness of the breath of the Lord. And Matt, I felt that the Lord say, you're gonna wake at one point in the night and feel like He's been breathing on your forehead. And I saw the lips of the Father come and kiss you on your forehead. And there's gonna be a season in 2022 of the manifest presence of the Father's love breathing on your forehead. And you're gonna wake and say, Sal, was that you? And she's gonna be like, what are you talking about? And you're gonna have those kind of encounters this year. And it's all about, for all of us, surrender saying, we've had encounters before, but there's more. We've had encounters before, but we can't do this without You. I will not do this without You. I won't do this without You. I can't. Because He's preparing our hearts. And if one thing I've learned in these last six weeks, I always wanna be prepared for heaven. And that means here on earth, preparing my heart, calling forth the life that's inside of me that the locusts have tried to steal. Preparation while we're on this planet is more important than ever. Revelations isn't a mistake. Being without spot, without blemish, yes, but preparing ourselves to meet the fiery one himself. But while we're on this earth, being that one that has seen the eyes of fire and releasing it to those around us. That's my only call on this earth is to love Him well and love others. And so why don't you just turn to someone right now, put a hand on their shoulders and just pray for them. Ask their permission and then auntie back your hands after for health and safety purposes, we're covered in the blood. But Father, I ask even now, come on, just release the anointing. We've got to get used to releasing what He's given us. We cannot be a fat church. We cannot be experiencing Him on Sunday and becoming lardy with the anointing. The whole point is to release Him. So thank you, Father. I seriously, come on guys, pray, pray. Learn, uh, uh, those of you at home, just pray for someone you know right now. Release the anointing. The anointing trans just goes beyond everything of media. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. And so release the Holy Spirit right now. A daisy, I saw a cap come off you. It's like it wasn't it wasn't a um, it wasn't a wine bottle. It was like a, a screw top. And I heard the Lord say that it's been slowly unscrewing. And the Lord says you're about to pop like a bottle of coke. You've been shaken up. You've been shaken up. You've been shaken up. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready because it's going to be a fountain in 2022. The the leadership anointing is upon you. There's a preacher anointing upon you. But Lord, I call forth the the business strategist that Daisy is, I call it forth in Jesus' Name. I call it forth. Come on, don't hold back. There is a resistance there. Let it go. 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 Thank You, Father. Pour it in. Pour it in. Pour it in. Pour it in. Thank You, Jesus. And just each of you take a deep breath in of the Holy Spirit right now. Come on, breathe Him in. Let Him fill your lungs. Let it fill your lungs. Life to yes. Come your temple. Fill me with fire. Yes, Jesus. Play. 
and then I just had a vision of singers. If you're a singer, just just stand up or um, run to the front or something. Who sings in this place? Oh, quickly, come on, come on, come on, real quick. Because I want to share something that the Lord put on my heart this week. Wow, look at you all. What? Come on, Katie. And it's your Mitch. Is it? Yeah, yeah. When I looked, I didn't know you were a singer, okay? And I was just said to Stu before I said that word, I said, is that this lady here is Mitch? I really felt like the Lord was saying, there's a dream in your heart that you had to lay down in 2020, but God is about to resurrect it. And I felt like the Lord was saying that this is a season where you're gonna be pushing into the heart of the Father. You're gonna be meeting Him like you've never met a Father. And it's gonna, like the the Scripture says, I will wipe away every tear. And I feel like the Lord is gonna lead you to a place of deep surrender and songs are gonna come out of that experience and encounter with Him. But I believe He's saying to you today, it's time to pick up that dream again. He's gonna bring it to fruition, not to be scared, get the how out of here. Bishop Joseph Garlington says, don't ask how, just let the Lord minister to you. And for each singer, each worshiper, each worship leader in this room, Father, I ask that you would open their mouths and bring forth new songs of victory. It's a year of victorious songs. It's not about going to the secret place to write a song. It's about going to the secret place to meet King Jesus. And out of that place, a song may come. But I believe the motive in 20. 2022 is changing. The motivation of the heart is changing. And for any worship leaders watching, let the motivation be Jesus only, not writing a new worship song. And we call forth the songs that once started in your heart as children. And we call them forth. We call them to life. We call them back to fruition. There are songs that you wrote when you were in Pathfinders. There are songs that you wrote when you were a young child at church and God is gonna bring them into a new light. So Father, I ask, just put a hand on your own heart, your own head at the front here. Father, we call it forth. Let the springs arise and let new songs come. Let new songs come and give new notes, God. Notes that heaven's only heard. Angelic visitations and angelic songs to come. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray and all God's people say, Amen. Come on. Thank you, guys. Well, just receive it. Just receive it. Just receive it. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. And um, I just, I, I don't, we don't need to be too long this morning. I just wanted to share something that was on my heart for you that, that God had really put. And it's to do with surrender. It's, it's everything that we've been talking about. But um, I just really, I felt strongly I wanted to share a quick journey with you. Hello, you two. (laughs) A real quick journey and it's all to do with the surrender. But something that the Lord really spoke to me about, if you've got a a pen or a piece of paper, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as as we go through this year. And it's when we get rid of robbery, something has to come in its place. Someone say hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, someone say, I'm having it. I'm having the something else, which is life. I'm taking it. And sometimes we can be really passive. We can be passive. We can be like, oh, yes, I don't want robbery. But we forget that God actually wants us to be tenacious about grabbing hold of what He has for us. And it's so weird coming back. And I mean, when I was here at the beginning of December, like we didn't have masks on. And now we're all back wearing masks again. And some people don't want to come to church and other people want to stay at home. That's fine. But wherever you are, don't allow a mask to be a barrier to you being tenacious and grabbing hold of what God has. It may be a physical thing, but don't make an agreement with it and allow it to become a spiritual thing because I think that's demonic. Who wants to? I don't want to wear a demonic mask. (laughs) I am not having an allegiance with a mask that shuts me down. And I realised over this, especially these last six weeks, sometimes it takes a horrendous situation for God to flip things on its head and make you see a little bit clearer. Has anyone ever had that before? And one thing I realized was my assignment on this earth, again, is simple love. And I think we've got so over the years, so tied up in so much stuff. Politics is one of the reasons I'm going to be tuning into this course. And I, I don't want politics to become a thing. I don't want finance to become a thing. I don't want anything to become a thing. I just want my one thing to be Jesus. And we have to, yes, go about daily business, doing bits and pieces. But if it becomes the biggest thing, it's toler- you're tolerating something that's dominating. And I don't want to tolerate the stuff. I want to love Jesus. I want Jesus' power and presence to be the thing that dominates. And I don't know, my Uncle Tony might be watching this. Um, he asked to watch it. And if you are there, Uncle T, hello. <laughs> Um, He is amazing, but he's been on a journey himself. My Uncle Tony and my Aunt Judith, where have I been for the last five weeks? Well, I've been caring for two of the people that saved my mum's and mine and my sister's lives when I was about 10 years old. They didn't have children and they committed to paying for um, basically my upbringing when mum couldn't afford it, for clothes, for food, for school trips, for our wedding. They stepped in. They're my dad's cousin, but she's more like a second mum and he's like a dad to me, slash grandpa. But is he corrected me this week? I'm not like a grandpa, I'm more like a father. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but he, he, they they grew up in a in a... A religious atmosphere that was, he was also a 33rd degree free, Freemason. And so, ever taught was, ever talking about the gospel and Jesus, he knew God, he loved God, but he didn't necessarily have an experiential impact from a relationship with God. And one thing that I learned in this time was, you know, stop judging everybody else's decisions. Stop judging everybody else's relationships with God because often they go so much deeper than we will ever know. Stop judging other churches. Stop. Just stop judging. Judging doesn't work. Judging just doesn't work. Get judging out of here. And, I, and as I sat next to Aunt Judith's bed when she could still speak, I just said to her, would you like me to read some scripture over you? And I suddenly realised sometimes we're so scared to ask a question about someone else's faith where you don't know what the reaction would be, that we hold back. And I'm like, I've got nothing to lose. I mean, they know who we are. They know our faith. They know everything. We have great conversations. But right now, I need to know, is she going to go meet Jesus? That's all I wanted to know. And in that moment, she she said, well, I have a very quiet faith, but I didn't realise what was about to happen. And three months ago, this is what I'm, this is where I'm going. I'm going preparing. God prepares us. There's three things this morning. There's a preparation period. And three months before Aunt Judith got sick, I had a dream. And we were talking about Uncle Tony's funeral because <laughs> Aunt Judith wasn't sick. And every time we go to see, he said, oh, I'm still alive. I'm 92, barely breathing, blah, blah, blah. And, and I said, well, you're still here. So can we not talk about when you're dying? Let's enjoy that the fact you're here. And it was really weird because I had a dream. And the dream was I was standing by Uncle Tony's wardrobe 
choosing the outfit, what he was going to wear to Aunt Judith's funeral. And I'm like, I woke up and I said, Stu, I've just in my dream chosen a pinstripe suit, a blue check shirt and a an interesting Uncle Tony, in case you're watching, flowery tie. <laughs> it was the weirdest dream. And then I had another dream about a month later. And the point of surrender is that God gets to use us and speak to us. Every night I surrender my night and I say I take captive every thought and dream obedient to Christ. Speak to me. And a month later, I had another dream. And in the dream, I was sat in Aunt Judith's living room and she was just through the doors at the back, um, through, the, through the double doors into, I couldn't see the room, but it was just through the back. And I woke up and I said, Stu, you're not going to believe what just happened. And in the dream, Aunt Judith yelled to me, I'm going to get this right, he's coming, are you ready? And I'm like, I woke up and I'm like, Stu, what, an, like, what is this all about? And then just before we got there, I had another dream. And in the dream, Aunt Judith lifted her hands up and said, I'm ready. I'm ready to come. I'm ready. And lifted her hands up, ready to embrace the Father. Little did I know, every single one of those dreams played out exactly like the dream. And God was preparing me. When I first told Stu about Uncle Tony and choosing the outfit, he said, Chloe, I think this is the Lord being kind to you. You need to start preparing your heart for something. And, and so I went into this time being prepared. Now, you're never fully prepared, but there's something about dreams in this season and taking captive and surrendering the nighttime watch to the Lord that is really significant in this season. So this isn't a preach about what I went through. This is a preach about what's to come. This is a preach about what I believe God is saying. There's a, there's a blueprint coming in 2022 that we cannot miss because there are going to be moments in the nighttime watch where the Lord is saying, are you alert? Are you ready? Are you going to listen? Are you going to humble? Because this is not a job. This is a calling. This is not a ministry. This is a love relationship with Jesus. This isn't about ditching one thing for something else. This is about a sold out lover that is ready to surrender and say, 2022, if you need me to love someone and lead them to Jesus in this moment, then I'm going to do it. If you need this, I'll do it. If you need that, I'll do it. And God is asking, are we preparing ourselves, ready for what is about to come? And I remember the preparing of the heart, the Lord said to me, would you set, surrender your life, surrender your rights? And then I said, oh my gosh, what do you mean surrender my rights? And I went into a time of repentance because of course we don't have rights. They died with Jesus. We don't have rights. They died. We don't have that side of our life. We don't have that anymore. Surrender my favorite time of year. And then final exhortations. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. This is where I'm going to go today. 1 Corinthians 1, I think it is, chapter 16. It's one of my favorite scriptures, but I think it's, um, uh, sorry, chapter 16, verse 13. But it starts about, oh, death, where is your sting in chapter 15? And it goes on and it says about being steadfast and settled and firm. And then verse 13, the final exhortations, it says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave and be strong. And the word fast there, it means to persevere, to keep standing and stand fast in the faith. The word faith, there is simple conviction. Someone say conviction. Oh, come on. Conviction. Come on. This is part of tenacity. We need to be in a place where we're not just kind of, uh, we're, uh, there's an aggression to our faith, I believe, in this year that God is going to say, you need to grab a hold of some stuff and not let it go. There's a conviction of faith that is coming. And what I saw with Aunt Judith was a sudden conviction of where she was going. She suddenly was convicted and she knew she was going to heaven. She was suddenly convicted and knew she was about to meet Jesus. And in that moment, I was with her. We, we were The first time we'd gone out in three weeks, wasn't it, Stu? First time we'd been out of the apartment. 
And we popped, uh, someone came and took over from us so we could go and buy a Christmas present for Uncle Tony. And we went for half an hour. The lady that was there, Uncle Tony's friend said, I can be here till half past 12. So you've got an hour and a half. So I'm like, whoa. We went to the garden center and I found this beautiful flower for Uncle Tony. We were about, we had 45 minutes left. We were about to go um, to another shop. And the Holy Spirit said to me, get back to the apartment now and go and see Aunt Judith. I turned to Stu and I said, we've got to go back. And we're like, we've got 45 minutes left. Like, what is this? I got back and the lady, the nurse who had just popped in to see her said, it's now time. And if we'd have gone to the next place, we would have missed her last breath. And I held her hand and I said, the Jesus I've been describing, Aunt Judith, you're about to meet. The eyes of fire reread this and it said, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave and be strong. Let all you do be done with love. And I started to read again about the white rider on the white horse who's got etched on his thighs, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. And in that last breath, it was just before she put her hands up like this, just as the dream had played out. And she, reached, she hadn't moved her arms for I don't know how long. And she came and was collected and taken home. You don't know when the time is going to be. But my God, we need to be prepared. Because in that moment, I knew she'd heard what we'd been saying. I knew that she was about to meet Jesus. And Uncle Tony was suddenly filled with peace. He'd gone from being scared to suddenly... Oh, you could feel. It was almost like the angels had come, you know, and it was the preparation. And I feel like in this season, God is calling us to be prepared. He's calling us to lay some stuff down, to lay rights down if you have any, to lay entitlement down, to lay striving down, to lay, I must have this down. Grass is greener on the other side. We haven't got time for that because it's, it could be about one person going to heaven or hell. As simple as that. It could be about one person meeting the love of their life or not. It could be about one person having breakthrough or not. But God is asking us in this season to lay it all down. He was preparing my heart. And then the power of Scripture. Someone say the power of Scripture. Power of Scripture prepares the way. And what I love about this part is that no matter what you pray in your own strength, the power of Scripture will be like a sword. And if you pray Scripture, the sword will come. And if you pray Scripture, the sword will come. And every single day I was praying Scripture over Uncle Tony and Aunt Judith. And at night time, we tucked him into bed at 10 o'clock. He still phones. He phoned me the last three days at 10 o'clock. And we prayed together and we read Scripture. And he was there was a hunger that he's never had for the Word of God because it brought peace. It brought peace. It brought breakthrough. And without Scripture, you're dead. Because Scripture is life. All Scripture is, is God-breathed. It's useful for correction, for training, for teaching. All these things in righteousness, it says. It is God-breathed. And so when I literally took my Bible in to see Uncle Tony or Aunt Judith, they knew business was about to happen. <laughs> they literally, and he grabbed my Bible at one point over breakfast. He held it to his chest and he said, I long to have a Bible looking as scruffy as this. <laughs> and he lit, and then he literally wasn't he still, and he leant over on the breakfast table hugging my Bible. I suddenly realized how much the Word of God means to me at a whole new level. And I feel like there's a conviction coming for each of us for the power of Scripture. The power of Scripture will bring breakthrough, not your prophetic word in its own right. The prophetic word will come from the Father's heart, but everyone prophesies in part, but the Scripture is full. So we need to be in a place where we look at the Scripture, we'll back up the prophetic words, but we don't rely on the Word, we rely on the Word. And I've realized more and more that the spirit of death hates the Word of God. And where the Word of God is, there is life. And so if you have anything masquerading as death, grab your Bible, swing it around, pretend it's the sword and be like, shakarabamba. <laughs> because this, this, shakarabamba, wasn't that a song in the 60s or 70s? <laughs> but the, the Word of God, I'm like, God, I walked in 
a room and you could feel the tangible presence of God come because of the expectation of the Word. Every day I read Proverbs. Every day I read Psalms. Every year I write new scriptures that are going to be my scripture that I declare that comes forth from my mouth. Why? Because my power is in my tongue. And if my tongue is not in line with the Word of God, then it's going to be a crap year. (laughs) I've got to be in a place. Did I just say crap? So sorry. I did. I'm not sorry because it is. I don't want to be in a place where I'm just wondering, well, where is that scripture? I've got to find a scripture because I'm anxious. I've got to find a scripture because of this. I want it to flow. I have to have it coming out of me like a river because when I need it, I'm not necessarily going to have the manifestation of the Bible in front of me. And I had no idea this got me. I was holding Uncle Tony's hand and I just said to him, I didn't even know I was saying this. I held his hand as he said goodbye to Aunt Judith and I said, lift up your eyes. Where does your help come from? Comes from the maker. I started speaking this and he looked at me, burst into tears and he said, that was the first scripture I learned as a child. And I'm like, oh, and he said, how did you know? And I said, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, he slightly grabbed my hand, slapped it on his chest and he said, pray for me. Love does something. Love will compel you to read the scripture because you want to know more about him. Not because you want a bigger ministry or a bigger business. Love will compel you to sit and just stroke someone's hand and not say a word, but just love them. Love will compel you to change change sheets and other things nine times throughout a night that you never dreamt you'd have to do. Love will compel you to kneel at someone's bedside until they feel peace and go to sleep. Love will compel you to stroke someone's forehead until they know they're safe. But the Word of God is the thing in a moment that I really, truly believe puts death in its place. And I truly think that, no, I don't think, the Lord, I believe, has said that 2022 is going to be a year of life. And where death has come in and the locusts have crept in, the Lord is going to bring life. And I tell you what, when I stood and um, Uncle Tony asked me to say something at Aunt Judith's funeral, and um, there was, as on behalf of family, and as I stood there, I just said what the Lord had said to say. And three women came up to me afterwards, and they said that you, I hadn't even said a word, but they felt something and started to weep. They weren't Christians, and they said, what was it? And I said, it's love, and I'm not going to hold back. It's the love of Jesus. And they said, that's why you're here, isn't it? And I said, yeah, the love of Jesus compels. So we get prepared. We then have the opportunity to have the power of Scripture coming forth from our tongues. And then as the Lord said to me, preparing the way is one thing, but the importance of love is the other. And I wrote down here earlier, even in death, there has to be life. Because when Jesus died, there was then life. When Aunt Judith died, she's now with life fraternity. And when there is death, there is always life because life is where Jesus is. And what I love is that when we stand in a place and say, he's the victorious one, no matter what it looks like. When we declare, when we love really well, when we, when we, a little less conversation and a little more action. When we're living in that then I know my job is done. Because you can preach one thing, but are you willing to surrender and actually go into action when the Lord calls? And I said to the Father, I repented for all the busy times. And I said of his kindness that we weren't traveling the globe. You know, Aunt Judith wasn't ill three years ago when we couldn't have looked after her. But at the end of the day, if I was to do that all again, of course I would. Of course I would, because love compels us. And when two people don't have children, they're scared of how their life is going to end. Who will look after them? I believe that people in this room are going to be stepping up. Pop to your neighbor. Pop to your neighbor and say, do you need anything? Pop to your lady across the road who's 90 and say, do you need some shopping? 
because love compels. I'm going to ask you to stand with me right now because he's calling us to surrender. Love looks like something. The importance of love, the surrender, having the Word of God confirming things, but having dreams and then the power of Scripture and then being compelled by love. Please don't allow your life to go by without knowing what it feels like to be with someone who shares that love in a place of surrender. I've never felt it so strongly. So Father, oh, is there any, Steve, can you just come up? Is that okay? I felt like we actually need to repent. I feel like there's some repentance that needs to happen. I think sometimes we're too busy to answer a message or we're too busy to make a phone call and, you know, we're too busy to pray. We send a prayer emoji on a WhatsApp and, you know what, I, I, that's very sweet, but I want to hear the power of prayer. I want this church to be a prayer church that declarations come forth from the place of prayer. Intercession is different and there are intercessors as well and you may have that anointing and gift, but there is something so incredible about the power of declaring the Word of God in the place of prayer. And I want us all to repent, first of all, for the times where we've thought surrender's inconvenient and, and that's diametrically opposite to the word surrender. Surrender is inconvenient. It wasn't convenient for Jesus to die. It wasn't convenient for a lot of those moments, you know, that he went through. And sometimes you have to go through something again to realise the importance of, of actually why you're on this planet. And it sounds big and it sounds heavy, but for me, I've just had such a gigantic shift in my heart again. I look at Heather and what she's doing in fostering. It's absolutely beautiful. I look at Matt and Sal, what they've done for family for this last year and a half, particularly it's inspiring. I wanna be an inspiration. And I ended on Judith's talk, the talk from Judith saying, the legacy you leave tomorrow will be based on the love you live today. And that was Aunt Judith. Everyone was there because of love. She, she, she did so much. She, she sat, one of the guys was there who was 85 and gave the message, an archdeacon from the Lam Lambeth Anglican Church, Aunt Judith's best friend, Lyle. And he described a moment where he watched Aunt Judith 65 years ago, I think it was, at the back of his church in Lambeth in London. And it was all prim and proper, all smells and bells. And this, this girl came in, walked at the back. No one spoke to her. She didn't look all neat and posh like everyone else. She looked scruffy. She was pregnant. She was in need. And Aunt Judith left from the front and saw her, went to the back and sat with her and lifted shame off of her. And I'm like, I want to live in that legacy. And everybody heard that at her funeral. The legacy that she has left 65 years later, Lyle still remembers she stopped for the one. Surrendered her need to receive, surrendered her need for whatever it was in that moment so that one person felt love. And so, Father, we come before you this morning and we repent for the times that we haven't surrendered, for the times that surrender was painful or difficult. We haven't chosen to surrender. We've chosen to carry on regardless and we've, we've chosen to ignore a need or we've, it's been inconvenient, God. Come on, just each of you, just pray that surely there might be one time where you haven't surrendered. Just lay it down right now. Just get rid of it. Just shut the door to selfish ambition, striving or need or, or selfish desire. That doesn't mean you don't have needs, but, but sometimes we choose not to. And Father, we don't want that spirit in our lives. We want the spirit of surrender, the same spirit that Jesus died on the cross with. We're so sorry for when we've taken you for granted and our relationship with you for granted. And God, in when we're ever in a situation where we're leading someone through their end day, 
days. Help us to be the manifest presence of You. Help us to be love on this planet. Help us to lead people to the eyes of Jesus. Help us to lead people in this room closer to the Father, our neighbours closer to the Father. May we always be in that place of surrender. And why don't you repeat after me? Come on, Heavenly Father, today I break every power with selfish ambition, with pride, with worldly desire that may stop me being the love You're calling me to be. I break the power of of every robbery, of stopping me loving. If I'm feeling down or not feeling like it, or it's inconvenient, and I call forth the fire of love in my heart to desire to surrender, to lay it all down, to let it go. I surrender all. I surrender all. I surrender God. And I and don't pray this if you don't want it. I'm going to pray this and say amen if you want it. Father, I yield to you and I ask that if you ever want me in that situation again, where I have the privilege of leading someone by the hand as they enter glory, I say yes. The privilege of seeing people awaken to life, the privilege in in this room of seeing people awaken to life, God, whether it's their last breath or they have 50 years left, God, may we be a family that loves the hell out of people, whether it's in their last moment or whether whether it's 20 years before they go to meet you face to face, God, I ask that you would give us that privilege. You know, guys, every time you put arms around someone, it's the ministry of Jesus. Every time you put a hand on their shoulder, it's the ministry of Jesus. It's a reassurance, it's safety. Every time you bother to pick up the phone and say, hey, I've not seen you for a while, that's the ministry of Jesus. What is it? It's part of reconciling them to Him, the ministry of reconciliation, bringing Him closer to them. So Father, today we ask that you would come and I just, can we sing I Surrender All? Can we just, can we just sing as a church over our families, over our church, over Dwell, which is next Monday, by the way, the 24th. Can we just sing, I'm so excited for Momentum of Dwell again now, Omicron has no grip in Jesus' name. I'm excited to see a move of love, firstly dwelling in His presence and then moving from that place and loving. But it comes through surrender. And if you want to come and kneel, you can if God leads you. But guys, I urge you, surrender all this morning. 2022, may it be a year of the power of prayer, love and the Scriptures coming to life in Jesus' Name. So come on, let's surrender.
fresh today, that you would spur us on with love and good deeds, that you would spur us on with love, God, love and good deeds, and that this would be a week of breakthrough. Get your Bibles out, get your heads in the Word of God, absorb it in your innermost being, no matter how tired you are, last thing at night, first thing in the morning, fill your heart and mind with Scripture. And Father, we ask that may the blessing of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us always. May we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. May we feel His presence upon us. May His face be in our face. May He fill us afresh. May our feet be on fire. May our eyes be glowing with love. And may we never look back on last year again with regrets. May we start today and say we surrender. Let love lead the way today and always and forever. And all God's people declare, Amen. Why don't you just find someone before you go and love them this morning. Come on, love them. Just look in their eyes. Someone you don't necessarily know. And just please, they may not have had a hug for a whole week. Love them. We're a love church. Not an experienced church, but you experience when you feel love. So come